We are back, season four of the Craft Beer Connoisseurs podcast. I'm Chris, and along with me are two other hosts and a producer. For those of you who are new to the podcast, we like to showcase breweries, their beers, and conclude every episode with a thematic-ish conversation. If you're a casual listener or a seasoned vet, you know what to expect. Producers continue to change throughout episodes, but the same old connoisseurs will continue to provide top-tier content every single episode. Please feel free to listen to all of our previous episodes and producer specials to get an insight into all the breweries and beers that we've mostly enjoyed. And whether you're new or returning, we're pleased to be your favorite craft beer podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons, send a friend request on Untapped, or subscribe on YouTube at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Also drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now for today's episode. Welcome to the Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Chris. I'm Tyler. And I'm Brett. And along with us today is producer Henrik. Hello, Henrik. Hey, welcome. And just so you know, Chris, two in a row. Two in a row. Two in a row. Can he make it three? Eh, We'll find out. We will find out. But uh, in today's episode... We're going to be reviewing Four Fathers Brewing out of Cambridge, Ontario. Yes, and we're going to have two of their beers today. The first is The Starter, which is a Session IPA. And the second is one of their newest releases, Von Doom, which is a chocolate caramel wafer stout. That sounds tasty. It does. Mm -hmm. And then to finish off the episode, we're going to discuss some fast-growing sports. Now, Forefathers is located at 125 Guelph Avenue in Cambridge within the village of Hespler in Cambridge. Okay. Um, Funny thing, actually, I've always, for whatever reason, thought that Forefathers was located in Guelph. And I guess, I don't know, maybe one time I saw their address and it it. was like stuck in my head that they were in Guelph. Yeah. So, I don't know. Nope, nope. Can confirm. Yeah, Cambridge. <laughs> Actually, what? Hespler. Yes. You know, the whole like, tri-city with Preston and Galton Hespler? I don't know if you're a big uh, Cambridge connoisseur. Not, not a big uh, like KW Cambridge connoisseur, yeah. no. Yeah. Okay. Um, Tell but, us some more about them besides Guelph. Okay. So the building that they're in is an old washer and dryer factory, which is now filled with old cars and 77,000 square feet of musty auto industry mementos. It's not now filled with it. It's now filled with the brewery stuff. It's mm. This is what was before. Was, yes. That's oh. true. Just letting you know. So washer and dryer factory, then cars, then brewery. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's a good yeah. timeline. I, I wish we had an infographic we could just slam right. on audio that just explains that. Yeah, I saw a bar graphic of any of the years. We'll put that on Instagram, maybe. <laughs> I don't think we. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Do you think Henrik wants to spend time putting that together? Uh, what else is he doing? Yeah, that's, that's what I'd question. like to know. That's what I like to know. <laughs> well, actually, he might be putting in some new drywall. We don't know. Oh, that's true. That is true. All right. All right. So. <laughs> After all that, to get to, you know, the end of the timeline where we are now, the ideas, the concept, you know, all the planning, you know, test batches, of course, uh, took a few years to brew. uh, And then it officially opened in 2016 in Rockwood. uh, Which is near Guelph. Oh, okay. Say it now. There you go. Yes. I've been to Rockwood before. I have not. Played some ball there. A little baseball. Yeah. Hmm. That's probably the only reason to go there. But I guess they <laughs> technically didn't open because that facility never actually opened their doors to the public, um, uh, though it is uh, still under the forefathers' umbrella. Uh, then they officially made the move to their current location in 2018 uh, with their 
new current facility and tap right. room where people are able to take in a pint and a meal. In Cambridge. In yes, Cambridge. Cambridge, not Guelph. <laughs> on Guelph Avenue. <laughs> yes. On Guelph Avenue. Fair enough. So probably want a little bit of background on this. It was founded by four fathers. You don't say. I do. Yeah. I actually said it. You did say I it. I did say it, yeah. Word, so, the words left your mouth. Uh, yeah, uh, we've got, let's see here. We got Mike, we got John, we got Martin, and we got James. Okay. Now, all four of them are, are fathers. From, they are fathers, <laughs> the four of them in mm. Cambridge. <laughs> so the four of them actually have very diverse backgrounds of, of where they came from, what, what they do uh, for professions. And I'm not going to list out all the professions, but I can tell you that it runs from telecommunications to education um, and some, some game stuff in between. So um, some pretty high up people doing something that I think that they enjoy. Now, we're three plus a producer of low-level people uh, doing what we enjoy. But yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for us to, oh, yeah, for not, sure. Not four fathers, though. No, we're not. Uh, two of them. Two fathers. Two of us, I should say. Not two of them, two of us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because there's four of them. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, so it's kind of unique, just kind of their uh, their background and the skills uh, that they bring to the table, which is which is very nice. Um, and I think it's kind of cool because it is in Cambridge, and I think Cambridge is like a good community for what they're putting forward and the, and the beers that they have. So, um Kind of nice to see as well. So they are located in uh, most of the LCBOs and restaurants there. Um, they do have a head brewer, which is not one of those four fathers. No. Uh, actually don't even know if he's a father at all. Curtis Jeffrey. Um, yeah. Great guy. Is he? Uh, yeah, he is. You know he is. I, I don't, but I mean, he's a head brewer and he's at a, a brewery that we enjoy. So, yep. uh, yeah, Curtis has actually been with them since uh, 2018. And before that, he was with Cameron's. Just a fun fact for all you fellows at home listening. Correct. So the beers that are created are focused on a rich and complex character, while also allowing for creativity and respect for the story tradition that is brewing beer. Good job. You almost made it through that sentence. Yeah, almost made it uh, (laughs) There's two speed bumps along the way. It's almost like I'm a perfectionist and about 80% right. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So when you uh, pull up, obviously there's ample parking available. Is that obvious? It very obvious, actually. Yeah. Yeah. When you when you pull in, there's a lot of parking available. Is it a big building? It's a very big building. Very big. Some okay. would say seventy-seven thousand square feet. Yeah, washers and dryers. <laughs> hey, that I was told that was before. Yeah, so maybe, it's true. Maybe they took yeah. up less space. <clears throat> maybe. maybe it's seventy-six thousand six hundred ninety-nine. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so you walk in. There's the bottle shop with all the take-home um, take-homes, you know, uh, and brewery clothing, other accessories yeah. at, to go through into the tap room. Once in the tap room, there's a view, view of the brew house to your left, and then you can make your way to either the picnic st- table, yeah, English Come on, style seating, or stool style if you prefer. It's mm. a very spacious tap room. I almost feel like you need a beer soon, eh? Oh, your whistle? could I? I am actually quite thirsty. I even take water right now, for God's sakes. Mm. Yeah, well, we don't have that right <laughs> yeah, here. So. Don't, you got, no you got, running water here, but we yeah, got beers. Yeah, yeah. Turn on cre- those taps and they're dry. <laughs> There's a creek out back that's running pretty good. Yeah, it's yep. moving fast today. I was watching the water run. Yeah. All right, who's been there before? So when you said, obviously, mm-hmm. it's not obvious to myself or Chris. No. Because no. we have not been there. I have not. And I've been to many breweries where there's not ample parking. True. So it's Guelph. I don't think I've been to a brewery in Guelph before, actually. No. no. What about Cambridge? Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. All right. Have I? Yes. So <laughs> yes, we, I have. we haven't been. Brett? I, uh, myself, and the producer have been, yes. I've been there uh, multiple times, uh, including uh, maybe to get the beers for today's episode, perhaps. 
Wow. Yeah, I know. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So on Untapped, they have an average rating of 3.62 out of 5 with over 45,000 check-ins. Myself, I have 17 of those, with my highest rating being the Cottage Wheat out of 4.5. And I had that one back in 2020. Well, producer Henrik is just behind you. He's had 15 beers from Forefathers, so two behind you. Um, and he's had five different beers that were rated a four, which are, are his highest. So he had Creamish, Beluga Base Camp, Sock Skin, Ivy 16, and All Together. Those are all fours. Well done. Yeah. Um, I've had four check-ins with the highest rated a four as well. Um, and so we've had the Creamish and Extra Poppable Penguin Party Balloons. What a great name boop, for a beer. Boop, boop, boop. So those are the, the two that I yeah. have rated a four. So, I mean, that's 50% of my beers that I've had have clocked higher than my average rating. There you go. I've had one, uh, and I've had the starter, okay, the, the, the beer you, that we're going to start with. Would you rate that? I, well, I'm not going to tell you <laughs> oh, because <goody. laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you when I give my rating when we have it to see if there's a difference. Cliffhanger. Yeah. All right. So stay tuned. going to make people listen. <laughs> <laughs> Brett, do you want to yes. say the next little kind of point here? Yes. I don't, I don't want to. Just nah, I know. I, I know. I you're, you're not oh, a big fan a, of them, yeah. right? So that's why. I, <laughs> so Forefather is also known as the Kitchener Rangers headquarters, Ooh. as they have all the games live on at the brewery, and a selection of Forefather's beers at every home game at the odd, including the Rangers Light Lager. Well, good for them. Yes. La-dee-da. Does your team have a beer for them? No, but we should make one for them. You should. Oh, we, we should. should. We should get on. We're not going to state what team Tyler's a big fan of. Yeah, we should. It's not the Kitchener Rangers. We should get on that. Also, not the London Knights. So now you're down to. <laughs> and also not the fall. All right. Uh, when it comes to delivery, they do offer uh, offer free shipping with orders over thirty five dollars within the Tri City area, and. Guelph. Oh, and Guelph. Guelph. <laughs> yes. Guelph's yeah. a little outside of there. Yeah, it's because I just got to literally go down the same road. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> along with the specific um, delivery days in neighboring small towns. So they, they do have that kind of um, okay. figured out. They do a $20 flat rate shipping for the rest of Ontario. Interesting. Inclusive of ourselves. But that's why we got Brett to uh, be the mule and... Yeah. Ha- it just happened to be in Cambridge that day. Yeah. Well, that's convenient, isn't it? It was. Isn't it, though? <laughs> it wouldn't have worked out if I was in Guelph, Chris. Yeah. Well, you probably would have gone to Cambridge could've, to could've, get the- Yeah, you still could have keep back. I mean, yeah. Maybe. We'll see. You. There's multiple ways to get to Guelph. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, if you are in Cambridge and you want to stop by at Forefathers, their hours are 12 to 9 on Sunday and Monday. Uh, then Tuesday to Thursday, they're open from 12 to 10. And Friday and Saturday, they're open from, I love this one, 12 to late. Knows what it could be. <laughs> See what kind of shenanigans happen. Yeah. Bingo. Guess what happens uh, if the Rangers win? You that, know? that must they... suck for the the staff. They're like, I'm working till late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know when. Just yeah. late. Hey, honey, when are you going to be home? Late. <laughs> Good to know. All right. So we're going to link all their information on our social media. Yeah. So let's get started with beer number one. All right, a big thank you to Emily from Forefathers for curating the beers that we're going to have today on our episode. As well, you know, a big thanks to our buddy here, Brett, for picking up the beers because, you know. That's me. I did that. 
you were just in Cambridge at the same time, so you were like, "What else am I going to do?" Happened, happened to work out. Pick up, pick up these beers. So, uh, but mostly thanks to forefathers for providing. Us. Yeah, yeah. Ninety-eight percent thanks. Yeah, I'm going thanks ni- for me ninety-nine up. to Emily. And yeah, forefathers. I'll give one percent uh, to whoever uh, pumps Brett's gas together. Now he's going to say it was me. What's me? Yes. <laughs> there you go. Well, as we've mentioned, the first beer we're going to have on today's episode is the Starter, which is a session IPA. Comes in at four point eight percent ABV with thirty seven IBUs. It's a good beer to start with. Absolutely. It is. Yeah. Good. It's almost like this. It would be weird if this was our second beer. Yeah. yeah. That'd be called the reliever. Well. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so let's face it. Nobody wants to ride the pints, right? Everybody wants to be a starter. Yes. So the Session IPA is just the kind of beer a coach could rely on day in and day out to get the job done. With a crisp and citrusy profile, this is a galaxy hop-driven IPA that screams high draft pick. Like a beer stud like me, right? While the low ABV gives it the stamina to go the whole session, no matter how formidable the competition. Just like me, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Got him! So stay in the game, which is what the other guys, while the other guys sit painting on the bench. Which is me. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm going to say, I've never actually seen anybody paint on the bench. So if you're painting on the bench, good for you. What else are you going to do? Drink? That's that's so weird (laughs) because you spent the most time on the bench out of all of us. So I figured you'd be seeing the guys paint. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh Yeah. 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 Weird, eh? Maybe in hockey. (laughs) Here we go. All right. So uh, just a reminder for everybody to follow us on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons and on Untapped at uh, Craft Beer Connoisseurs. So uh, for the starter... There have been 5,568 ratings at the time of this recording, with an average of 3.57, so roughly around some of our our averages, um, out of the five. Now, with that being said, you want to know what uh, Brett's favorite is, the five out of fives. There's been 59 of them. Wow. 59 of them. Um, one could be Chris's. We don't know. You will find out. We do we will find out. Um, 73 of our friends. 73. Of our friends. We've got friends. Big number. I have checked in in, uh, with an average of 3.53 out of 5. Just reading what's written there. There's two ins. There is two ins. So we have at least 73 friends. We do. At the very least, yes. That's nice to know. You know, I like to hear that. All right, let's grab that glass and grab that can. And get my finger underneath. Let's open her up. Oh, 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 I heard oh, a little, I heard a fizz. I heard a fizz and I thought, you know, no, I was, it was my finger trying to get underneath. The okay. Cause I was thinking to myself, we haven't had a, a whole lot of spillage since one of those episodes that uh, Brett and I did like the very first one here. Yeah. Well, uh, just to let everyone know, we are drinking this out of an IPA glass today. So make sure to use your proper glassware. Very good. Anybody smell anything up front while you pour it in? Smells like uh, peachy, almost. Yes, a little peach, a little earthy as well. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, uh, not not that bad. It's not deterring me from drinking it. That's for sure. Okay. Which is good news, because I am quite thirsty. <laughs> yes. You so did so we've heard. So we've heard. Uh, we can move down here. All right. Yeah. So on the nose, I I, I kind of see where both you guys are coming from. There's some nice head on this too, eh? Just there it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about uh, colors? You guys getting any colors out of her? Your typical session IPA color, you know, that yeah. light, a little golden hue, 
if you will. Yeah, a little, little hazy. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's it's actually pretty hazy. I can't really yeah. see through it at yeah. all. It's it's nice. Okay, head, Brett. Head's still hanging around that, for a bit. Is that me? Yeah, go, go ahead. And oh, you can okay. start drinking. I think this is going to give some good lacing all, all the way down, too. Just, I, just I the way that this, that, this yeah. is kind of sticking around. So, Okay, Brett, you, you talk about it for a second. We'll get yes, into this. Yes, yes. Um, you can definitely tell it's, it's light, but it's has flavors. As I kind of said, it does have that earthiness to it a little bit. Not exactly getting that peach that was kind of mentioned, Chris, um, in it, which is, I mean, it's okay. Yeah. But it's still a, a formidable beer. No, no complaints so far. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting some some juiciness from it for sure. Definitely. I'm definitely getting a lot of the, the juice. Um, it's refreshing. Like, I find it very refreshing on the palate right now, mm-hmm. which is, again, this could be speaking to what Brett was saying about how he needed a water earlier on. Maybe I was just um, yearning for a drink. But, uh, yeah, no, I think it, uh, it's, it's good. It's got some mouth coating to it. Yeah, and you know, not that bitter. Uh, I no. think we had said 57 IBUs uh, on this one. 37, and, I believe. Oh, 37. Um, and yeah, it's it's a nice amount of bitterness, but nothing overpowering. Sometimes with the sessions, that low ABV kind of brings in like a, a higher bitterness. <laughs> yeah. And yep. I'm not getting that with this beer. I, I quite think, um, not to use the baseball puns again here, but uh, I could start with this beer after a uh, competitive ball game. In hot summer heat. Yeah, if you if you definitely want something that's um, not like a like a light lager or something, I think that this is a good alternative to have a beer with some different flavor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's light enough. It's it is refreshing. I feel like um, yeah, it's it's good. I am interested to see what kind of comes out of it as we go along. You can tell that it's very galaxy hot forward though. Yes. Right. That is most yeah. definite. But it it's it's tasty and it after every sip it makes you it brings you back for more like it, it keeps mm-hmm. you wanting to take another sip so that's uh there's no, no complaints there yeah definitely a quality of a good beer i think that speaks to kind of the refreshingness that i was kind of talking about too yeah is that it's refreshing and like again you you want to you want to kind of continue to go back to it um be refreshed it, again yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't it doesn't finish strong either so even as I, like even if i'm just sitting here i find that i still have that flavor in my mouth like it's it's long lasting um and some beers can have a, a terrible aftertaste mm-hmm. or that bitterness might come through on the back end it might just sit this one it 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 just kind of lingers but it's it's good yeah i also think this is a good one to start off in a, in a flight as well ease yourself into your first flight of the day and a nice hoppy beer to to, to give it its start before sure. you get into some of the darker stuff, like what we'll be doing in a little bit here. Yeah, yeah. or you've got some other kind of IPA or yep, something like absolutely. that. So let's talk about the top five flavor profiles. Uh, number one is hoppy. What are we feeling here? Yeah, it, it is hoppy to me, um, but that hoppiness speaks to the flavor in a good way. Um, I, th- I think that this is very uh, flavor-driven from the hops. Absolutely, yep. yeah. Uh, number two is light. Yeah, I mean it's light for an IPA, right? Um, I think it's session, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's bang on for a session IPA. So I I would say again, not really light on flavor necessarily, but in terms of ABV and kind of like density, it's it's light. But I also think that it's juicy, but it's not a juice bomb. You yes, know what I mean? Like exactly. So like it drinks it drinks well because it is still somewhat again lighter on the ABV. Um, the flavor's there, but it's it's a lighter. It doesn't sit heavy. 
Definitely not. Yeah. Now, I'm going to couple, this is going to be weird, but I'm going to couple three and five together because they're pretty much the same thing. Um, so number three is citrusy, and number five is citrus. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about the citrus within this? I, I think there definitely is citrus that comes through on it. Almost like a little, I'm getting more like tangerine. Yeah. I like it down. Not the rind per se. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not picking that up myself. What are you picking up? What everything I've talked about already. <laughs> In terms of like the the, the citrus fruit. Yeah, yeah. I I think the I, I don't want to say like nectarine part of it, but I'm getting if anything, it's going to be more stone fruit with grapefruit kind of finish on it. Yeah, I was thinking um, grapefruit personally. And that's again like that's the the end of it. So it's it's light, it's refreshing, and then there is that kind of grapefruitiness to it. Um, Maybe you know what I I maybe switch that up and just go with a like a pomelo. Again, oh. we've we've been down this road before, but it's it's got maybe more of a pomelo kind of taste. Okay. And uh, number four is malty. Yeah, I, I don't get maltiness at all from this beer. No. So that's with thousands of check-ins. That's actually kind of surprising mm-hmm. that this is there. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, producer Henrik coming in with uh, mouth feel or mouth coating, um, which I I do agree with as well. Yeah. Refreshing. And everybody's lovely term of crushable. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's definitely a crushable beer. Um, but there's also, you know, we said about 5,000 or over 5,000 check-ins. Uh, we should probably have a couple of those, just see what other people are thinking. And Tyler, it's your turn. Yeah, I'll take the first one here. So the first one is Don N, and their handle is DK Knoot, N-O-O-T, or it could be D, D Knoot. Really, however you want to take it. Yep. yep. Don, that's up to you, not I, up to us. I mean, I think you did a good job with it. Thank you so much. So they stated uh, tropical citrus and pineapple nose in flavor. Nice malt body for a lower ABV session IPA. Relatively smooth mouthfeel. Solid. And they gave it a 4.25 out of 5. There's a couple things I want to talk about. Now, normally we would not you know, go through necessarily, but I yeah. kind of disagree with some of this. Yeah, I was just, when you read it out, I took a sniff uh, of the beer that I have left, and I I really didn't get any uh, pineapple on the nose. That was a little surprising. I think we can all agree that there's no pineapple on the nose. I can think we can do that. Yeah, and the nice malt body uh, kind of throws me off, but I think that's why people are going with the maltiness. And and I don't know. I mean, that's totally cool. The relatively smooth mouthfeel, I get smooth mouthfeel for sure, so I do get that. Okay. Chris, you got the second one there, bud. I do, and it's from Eric H. Uh, Eric Hines is the handle. Uh, Eric said, citrusy and hoppy, yet barely bitter. Lots of malt and bread tones. And Eric gave it a four out of five. So, again, agree with the first part of that, but we're seeing, again, people talking about maltiness and and Eric's bringing in that bread, which I really don't get at all. Almost like the people are contradicting themselves when it comes to their reviews in terms of... Yeah, a little bit. And also, there's this, and it's like... Sorry. Yeah, like, no, I think that's, it's a good analysis. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I've never really felt there to be a need for um, a piece of toast dipped into orange juice or something. You know what I mean? (laughs) That just, it's just, it's just a weird combo. It's just wrong. It's just But if anybody's going to try it, I want you to be the first person to do so. It's it's, it's different. It's different. It gives, you know, extra pulp and new meaning. (laughs) I don't know. Um, well, thanks, Don, and thanks, Eric, uh, for both uh, of your reviews. I'm going to get us started here. Please. Started. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, I'm going to go with the 3.75. 3.75. 
Okay. Chris? Um, so, uh, you know, this is the the portion that we were teasing, right? Uh, I, I have had this beer before, uh, and I actually had it on draft before, and of course okay. we're having it in the can today. I gave it a 3.5 um, when I had it before, uh, but I will say it was at a restaurant that, you know, okay. is not in the area of Cambridge, so you don't know, you know, how long that keg's been around and that sort of thing. Cleanliness of the lines. We, yeah. We've talked about this when we took our course, right? 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I gave it a 3.5, but I'm actually enjoying this more today, so I'm going to bump it up to a 3.75 as well. Okay. Very good. For, for myself, I've had it obviously before, and I gave it a 3.25. I think I've had it both in a can and on draft, um, but I'm, again, I haven't had this for one for a while. I want to up kind of up it to 3.5. I think it's 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 fresh, it's juicy, it's exactly what it needs to be to get started on a uh, a beer day. And then uh, producer Hendrik coming in. He's had it in a can and a taster as well, and he's also going to give it a 3.5. All right. So we add up those four and uh, that's going to give us a 3.625. We're going to round that up to 3.75. Um nice yep. to see two ratings kind of yeah. go go up a little bit. Um, your your palates might have changed since the first time too, right? So, yeah, or I maybe so. maybe they're just brewing it a little better. Maybe they are. Ooh. You don't know. Could be. Pretty All right. Well, now that we've gotten started, let's move on to beer number two. All right, we're back. We're off the pine, if you will. Yeah. We're in relief now because sometimes pines and IPAs go together, but right. not the last one. The second beer is Von Doom, which is a chocolate caramel wafer imperial stone. Oh my goodness, boys. We're going thick and we're going heavy here. Bring the heavy hitters. It sounds good. I'll tell you that. Bring the heavy hitters. This, yeah, 10% ABV and the IBUs are unlisted. Maybe for good reason. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe. Maybe out of sheer laziness. Tough to say. You never know. Christopher, what do we got next? Well, this festive imperial stout is loaded with mountains of cacao nibs, vanilla, and caramel to give you a heavy-hitting, super flavorful stout. It comes with notes of chocolate, vanilla, caramel wafers, and uh, demerara sugar. (laughs) Please say that again for me. (laughs) Demerara? (laughs) Never seen that one before. (laughs) Nailed it! Uh, Von Doom is sure to keep you warm through the winter season. And you know what they say, a doom a day keeps the doctor away. Is I'm, it true that a 10% stout keeps the doctor away if you have one of those a day? I would say probably you'd be visiting the doctor in a couple days. I don't know. Can't get, <laughs> can't get a, you know, you can't drive there, so you'd have to get a taxi. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe it would keep it away by default. Yeah. Maybe. Right. On Untap, Von Doom has 17 check-ins at the time of recording with an average rating of 4.10 to 5. Pretty good. Me likey. I'm actually excited for this beer. Really? I'm very. I'm what do you mean? excited. I'm actually, I'm actually excited for every beer, but for the most part. But uh, this one, very excited for. And this one also has one five out of five. You'd like to think it would. Yes. Uh, we don't have, uh, nobody's checked us in, nobody's had this before, so it's no. not any of us. So uh, good for that person who rated a five out of five. Let's see. Maybe we can get there. We'll see. All right. Well, before we get this party rolling... Let's grab that can. Let's do it. Now, my can's got a little dirt on it. <sighs> Brett, you want to explain that? Well, you know, when you play baseball a lot, you get some red clay that gets in the back of the car. And then when you don't clean out the back of the car, 
it transfers to the can. So one thing that I think is worth noting on this is... Is I need to clean out my car. Well, (laughs) it's true. But always make sure that before you pour and open up your can to clean out uh, the can so that way you're not pouring in any adjuncts that aren't supposed to be there. All right. You don't want some clay in there. No. No? No, you do not. Okay. Let's uh, grab the can. Let's grab that glass and let's open her up. All right. That's, that sounds lovely. I like it that. It does sound and lovely. And the pour. Chris, go ahead and let us know. The pour into the stout glass today, so make sure to use your proper glassware. Yeah, this is pouring like we're doing some dirty old um, mortar oil on this. Now Those these, are two good pours for 2024, though. They were, and, yeah. and, and these stout glasses are, are quite large, so they hold a good amount of head along with the actual beer as well. And this one does have a good amount of head. It's true. I'm not going to measure it at all because obviously, you know, horizontals, vertical is not good for me. Uh, Tyler, you want to take a shot at how much head is in this beer? Yeah. I The way that I poured, I poured with a little bit of vigor and I've got about uh, two and a half fingers of head, uh, which is nice. I'm glad that you mentioned about uh, this glass because it is an, it is very yeah. nice glassware. Thank you. Um, it's going to really facilitate warming the beer up as we go. Agreed. Which which is nice. And we did have this out a little bit earlier on. We did. Um, <laughs> producer producer Henrik, smart guy. Yeah, yeah. I had that out earlier, which is which is good. So we don't want to fall into that. Now, I'm going to stop talking a little bit. You guys talk about what you smell on this because I'm getting a lot and I, I like it. Yeah, so I'm getting this as the, the dominant thing coming through, and Henrik is as well. Uh, he put down chocolate. Um, Most that, definitely. That is by far the the number one scent that is coming through for me. I, I definitely agree with that for sure. Uh, almost ca- smelling a little bit of booziness off of it. Uh, really? Just in the back end. Okay. But um, a little. Let me take a little sniff here again. A little bit of wafer. I, a little yeah. bit of wafer. Yeah, what I'm getting is I'm getting um, citrus and bread. Um <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Orange juice soaked bread. Uh, yeah, orange juice soaked bread niblets. Um, just the crust. Just the crust. It doesn't count that way. Um, no, I'm getting chocolate heavy, but I definitely am getting the wafer. I'm definitely getting the wafer. Yeah. It, it's coming through. But um, yeah, I'd say two thirds chocolate, one third wafer. That's where I'm at, kind of proportionally. Yeah. Okay. I can I can go with that for sure. Oh my sure. god! Thanks, guys. I was going to say, I'm going to talk, talk, talk about the can when you guys had your first Yeah, six. this is the first, first one of 2024. Correct. Of uh, Brett trying to... Of can talk. Figure his way through a can. So can the, corner with Brett. Well, well, he said during our first sip. So, yeah, so we'll Henrik, sip away. Tyler, let's, let's yeah. take some sips. Cheers, Cheers. fellas. So I'm pretty sure this is a selfie of producer Henrik um, in a green hoodie <laughs> uh, and a goalie mask. Um, and not somebody you'd probably want to meet in a dark alley on a Saturday night. Or any night, for that matter. Um, definitely doom is going to come if you meet this guy. Um, and it says, yeah, it's kind of like a superhero kind of uh, vibe to the can. It says, the only thing that can save us from the clutches of Von Doom is the mighty power of the Fantastic Four. Now, would you say superhero or supervillain? I don't know. I don't know much about the Fantastic Four except for Chris Evans, wasn't it? So the I only think thing. the Fantastic Four might be the fathers in this yes. reference, right? Also could be. <laughs> Oh my, they gave you that. Yeah. They also gave you the Fantastic Four that you can have on VHS and DVD. There you go. VHS. (laughs) Definitely uh, definitely a supervillain, I think. 
Well, uh, I'll I'll kind of go first on on the taste, and and Brett, you get in there. Uh, thank you for that uh, review of the can. Horrible review. Um, <laughs> you're spot on, like usual. Twenty twenty four. I think the title of this is going to be something about uh, New Year, same connoisseurs, right? Yeah, something like that. I think it's what we'll call this. Yeah, because yeah, we haven't changed a bit. Um, <laughs> I'm actually getting a lot of bitterness on this, uh, which is surprising. Yeah. Maybe they use the dark chocolate. Um, I'm yeah. not. I'm yeah. not sure. Uh, but definitely, or like, or like bittering chocolate. Yeah. Like, yeah, bittering like, chocolate. Yeah. But the chocolate is coming through uh, along with that bitterness. But unfortunately, I'm not getting the wafer in the taste like really? I was in the scent. Yeah. Okay. Definitely chocolate. That's for sure. Um, I'm getting a little bit of wafer, but I did expect a little bit more of the the wafer. Yeah. Um, getting a little bit of the caramel, but mostly getting yeah that that dark maltiness. Um, yeah, it's definitely warming though. I, I do like it. Um, just again, slow sipper for me. Yeah, slow sip. Take a big, take a big gulp of it, or like a, a big a mouthful. Big gulp, eh? Yeah, and, and let it sit for a second before you finish finish it through. I, I do pick up more of that wafer as we go through. Now that that could just be me, um, but I do I do see what you're saying about the bitterness and the, and the chocolate. I'm yeah. getting more of a wafery as we go. I think as this kind of warms up a bit, it might kind of come through a little bit more. Um, yeah, maybe as it warms up. Yeah, it's just not it's just it's not, not there overpowering for me right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I I am picking up some of it, um, but yeah, okay. Uh, Chris, why don't you do the top five flavor profiles this time? Yeah, sure. So the first one is full. Full bodied, full think? flavor. Yeah, yeah. I'd say I. I think it's gonna. It's gonna sit there in your in your stomach too. It's gonna make you you full to the point where maybe you you don't have a third one, right? For at least a little bit. That's probably what they meant by it. Yeah, yeah. good. <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah, good. you you not gonna be hungry after this. Spot on. <laughs> no. Spot on. Just like your uh, your can, uh, you yeah. know, kind of reading. This guy's good. This yeah. guy. That's why we keep good. him around. He's good. Yep. You know, I don't know if you know this, Chris, but I've been on every episode. Have you? Oh. <laughs> no, I have not. Um, so the second one is chocolate. So I, That's I would, definitely there. That, that would be my number one, personally. I agree with that, yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, number three is sweet, which I'm actually not really getting a ton of sweetness, to be honest. No, I'm not getting a whole lot of... Like, I, it's a little bit there, but yeah, it's not exactly... Um, compared to the sweetness that I was expecting uh, before yeah. it was poured. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably get rid of this, and I'll, I'll say this because I, I, I know it's coming, but um, bitter, I'd put bitter probably in this spot. Yes, I would as well. Yeah. Uh, number four is caramel, which, again, I am not getting any caramel. No, I'm not getting much this. of that either. No, and this is where I'd throw in maybe the wafer side of things um, because I am getting it, so that's where I would put okay. it personally. And then the last one is boozy. Which it, it it's actually not drinking too boozy. No, to it's me. not, not it's at not. all. Not I can see why 10%. people are putting it there. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I agree with you. I, I think it's one of those things where people are like, "Oh, this is a ten percent stout. Like, I'm just gonna put boozy because well, of that." Anything I think with imperial doesn't have to be a stout, yeah. right? Like that's the intent of the imperial side of things, right? And I think as this more get, gets more check-ins, boozy might wean itself off that little bit list, and something else might pop in there. Uh, maybe like what uh, producer Henrik is suggesting uh, in terms of warming. Uh, roasty. I think that's maybe where um, a little bit is happening. Is that roast? It's a little I'm bit roasty. Not, I'm not getting roasty out of this. 
Yeah. And I, I think it's 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 kind of powered because of the, the, the dark chocolate-ish. Like, I think yeah. it's the chocolate and bitterness, but I'm not getting any kind of dark roast aspect or a roast aspect. Yeah. I'm thinking it might be more like, as you said, like the, they used a lot of darker chocolate versus regular chocolate, yeah. Which might overpower some yeah. of those, those, those malts, right? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, but Henrik does point out that uh, wafer, not a flavor profile that's available on Untapped, Tyler. So you won't be able to put that there. Um, I'll figure something out. Yeah. You, you could go graham cracker, maybe, he's uh, saying. I don't know. Graham cracker's got kind of a bit of a... Yeah, it's a right? unique flavor. Yeah. yeah. We'll see what uh, there is. If not, I'll recommend it to Untapped. You know, we should be keeping a list of flavor profiles that aren't flavor profiles that they should add. And, and then we could just send them the Excel spreadsheet, and yeah, they would yeah. for sure add it. Oh, they have, they I, have I, to. I mean, why not? I would take them all of three minutes. It's true. We do enough advertising for them for free. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, our podcast has lasted longer than theirs. That's true. And I'm just saying, they have a bit more resources than what we have. Well bet. And for now. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> but we have lasted a lot longer than the Untapped podcast. Yeah. But... Uh, here comes some more free advertising. Uh, Brett, why don't you get us kicked off with some untapped users? Yes. The first one comes from Craig I and his handle, and I'm going to probably mispronounce this completely, uh, is C. Mizjuk. <laughs> yeah, no, I say that. Underscore 4815. You want to try? A couple Zs in there. Yeah, there's a couple Zs yeah. in there. Really throw me off. Uh, anyway, they reviewed it and said it's a must try, a full bodied smooth for an Imperial Stout, and oh, so flavorful. Loved it. And they rated it a 4.5 out of 5. Great job. Nice. So the next one comes from Spencer L. Uh, Cycling Papa is Spencer's handle. And Spencer said, fantastic flavors. Forefathers, fabulous festive fullness. So all Fs there with yeah, his little alliteration. Tongue uh, and Spencer gave it a 4.25 out of 5. All right. So I guess I'll start the reason. I'm kind of, um, kind of toying with what I should give it. Because I feel like I want to give it... A, a, a higher rating, but I feel like at the end of the day, I, I shouldn't. Uh, so gonna, <laughs> <laughs> no, just in terms of like, I, I wanted yeah, to... Yeah, no, it makes sense <laughs> to me, brother. I, I, want, I wanted to like this a yeah, lot sure, more sure. than it is. Yep. Um, it's still decent, but not exactly what I was thinking it was going to be, so I'm going to give it a 3.25. Yeah, so Brad, I, e- even though you didn't say it necessarily eloquently, I understand what you're trying to say. Um, once we cracked this can and we smelt it and you know, reading the description of it, I had really high hopes for this one, but it didn't necessarily deliver on the flavor. Didn't give you the punch that you were looking for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be the same as you, Brett, 3.25. Yeah. So again, chocolate, caramel, wafer, imperial stout, right? Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm getting two thirds of that. We didn't really get any of the caramel ourselves. No. Um, so it makes me wonder how they were trying to approach that. But um, I'm going to be just a smidge higher, I think. Again, I don't feel like it was fully where we wanted to be. I think we're all in consensus with that. Um, so I'm going to go with a 3.5. Uh, producer Henrik is going to give it a 2.5. Um, some information from uh, the producer was just some off-putting aftertaste as well. So that could be some of that just sitting around and not finishing itself through, right? I um, think there's a bit of a lingering bitterness. Yes. I, I yeah, and that's where I was going to kind of get to yeah. it with it is just because it's not cleaning itself out because yeah. it is a 10%. It is sticking, um, and it, it's a dark beer, right? Like yeah. So that, that's how she goes sometimes. 
All right, so that's going to get us to our final ratings here. Um, Chris, do you want to give us what our final rating is on this? Yeah, for sure. So we're getting the math here from Henrik, and uh, it's giving us an overall rating of 3.125, uh, which we will round up to 3.25. Yeah, yes. because all in all, right, you yeah. guys both gave it a 3.25. It I gave it a 3.5. The producer? We're, we're not going to let Henrik bring we're us not down. Do it. Sewer us, yeah. really. You know, we're not going to do it. Not today, not tomorrow. <laughs> no. And that concludes the review of Forefathers and the Beer so graciously provided for the first episode of 2024. Absolutely. So up next, we're going to talk about some of the fastest growing sports. All right, so we're back now because Forefathers is actually opening up their very own pickleball courts. We never uh, discussed that, did we? We did not. Uh, what a... What a miss. I guess the producer didn't put it in the script. And that is why we rounded up the last beer. Yeah. <laughs> as well as memberships, of course, to the Brickleball Court. So they're actually opening it right at the beginning of uh, 2024. Uh, now, apparently, pickleball is the fastest growing sport in Canada and in other places in the world, actually, too. Uh, so we thought that we would talk about our experiences with some of the fastest growing sports, including... Pickleball. Tyler, you have your hand up. Yeah, just kind of a question. Do we know, like, these pickleball courts come with memberships, but do we do we know where the pickleball is taking place? Is it at the brewery? It's is in different... the brewery. So it's actually in the brewery. Now, yeah. the, is the membership tied to the Pickleball Plus brewery? Like, can you go ahead? You know, we've talked about memberships with some breweries in the past. Do we know if it's tied together? Uh, we might not know that. I'm going to say you probably get a certain percentage off beers. Yeah. I mean, I think like that's it's, only fair. It, it's good to see some of these uh, business ideas kind of coming together, right? Like, it's a good way of drawing people in who are pickleball fans, but maybe not craft beer. Yep. And then uh, same thing with the craft beer, maybe not into pickleball, but yeah. So they, cool. ha they have a specific section on their website um, that kind of talks about it nice. and, and what happens. So, ba you know, basically it's about the, okay, here we go, member perks. Uh, oh, no. Just for the listeners out there, uh, Chris got a new phone uh, a couple weeks ago. Apparently, it's the same one as before. Same one, same but, exact um, one. Very upset with the way it works. Yeah, so not function the way yes. you thought it was. So here you go: discounts on food and non-alcoholic beverages okay. in the tap room. Uh, we free really, pop. We didn't really it. talk about their food either. So when you go to Forefathers, let us know. And uh, apparently, the, yeah, food, the food is, is really good. the food is very good. I will there you say. Go. Yeah. All right, Chris. Sorry, I pro apologize. No, for that. that's okay. That's a that's a good segue because, uh, like like you mentioned, we didn't talk about the pickleball uh, experience previously so number number one pickleball okay um so for each of these kind of up and coming or fastest growing sports we're going to go through have you played it uh would if you haven't would you or would you play it again if you have and then just kind of generally what are your thoughts about it so the first one is pickleball um i have not played pickleball personally uh, i don't know about you guys I have not. I think um, this is maybe very biased, but I think the only reason pickleball is becoming a uh, very popular sport is because all the baby boomers are retiring and they need something to do um, because they can't play tennis sure. right? or badminton. And pickleball is just kind of uh, indoor tennis like badminton almost. It's also played outdoors. It Can is, be. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, pickleball. I've played. I've got my set. Um, yeah, I've played a handful, especially during COVID too. Um, right. Great sport. And, um, 
I feel like pickleball is very much like kind of CrossFit in a way that you can go ahead and scale it to however you want. So if you have a bunch of older people that want to play a little bit more of a melancholy kind of game, they certainly can. Still can be very competitive. Okay. But I like me, myself, highly competitive, uh, a little more agile. I'm playing it a little bit differently than I think a lot of people would. And this is just a quick question because I haven't really looked into this. Is it like to 21, 25? Like what's the actual... It's so like tennis, it, where it's like by sets. How does the actual yeah, scoring yeah, work? It, it's it's very similar to that. So it's you can have quick games, um, but yeah, it's it's a bit of a mind game too because there's a certain line that you have to get the ball past if you wanted to before you can't just run up to the net and smash it down somebody's throat. But you why, can really play. But yeah. you can re- <laughs> you can get behind some of them, and I do, and I try to go for center mass. Um, often because again, if the ball hits you, then it's it's dead and you get the point. So, carry oh, on. Really? Okay. Uh, well, producer Henrik, he ha- he has a set too. Uh, has not broken it out before though yet. Uh, some pickleball courts have popped up close to his home, so he is planning to have a summer of pickleball in 2024. You know what? I just got thinking. I got What's that up? cement pad in that backyard. I'm gonna measure that out because that could be the same size as a pickleball. Court. Really? Because then a pickleball court's pretty small. I, it is pretty small. <laughs> have you been, back, have you been are, back there? Yeah. I mean, it's. I'm going to look small. up the the dimensions, but it's they're not uh, they're not they're not big courts. Okay. Well, while yeah. he does that, you uh, go with the second one. So, uh, have you or if you haven't played like you and I, Brett and 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 Henrik, uh, would you? I'll sit want- back off this one. Well, I mean, you can say whether you'd like to play again. I mean, I think I think you probably would. But if he's going to install a pickleball court in his backyard. I'm pretty sure he's playing <laughs> he, again. he probably would like to. Yeah, and he has a set. Uh, so, would you want to play it? I mean, me, like, sure, I'll try it. Uh, I'm not, I'm not getting out there to necessarily go out of my way to play pickleball, but um, I would try it. It's one of those things. If somebody gave me a text or a phone call and say, "Hey, you want to go play pickleball?" I'm like, "Okay, uh, sure." Uh, you got a set, and then kind of go from there. Uh, but again, it's one of those things I'm not going to be like, um, hey, if my wife asks me, what are you doing today? I'm going to go play pickleball. It's more a spur of the moment thing, not like a planned thing for me, I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously, Henrik, if he's planning to go out this summer, he would he would like to play for sure. Um, so the next one I put down here is uh, disc golf. Uh, Before we get there, yeah. just on the pickleball dimensions, yes. I've got uh, the width, the length, I need just about half more. So I need about fifty percent more. Okay. So we're we're close. I could do a reduced version on that cement pad back there. There we go. Pretty dope. Though. Throw up a net. There you go. Well, what I could do is I could do the Forrest Gump and just put a wall up on one side and then use that as pickleball. Wouldn't training. that be squash? Yeah, that's just squash. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say. It's, well, closer. Well, no, because you, the, the markings and everything yeah. are different than squash. Come but on, you guys. could you could make a squash court well i'd have to then put in more than one wall i'd have right, to have all the walls four walls come yeah. on figure it out <laughs> and a door so, so basically it's like pickleball is what i'm saying not remotely close to squash we're saying it sounds like a good place to put like a brew house instead of a pickleball court yeah, anyway chris uh disc golf um so we're we're running kind of short on time so maybe we'll go two and one so uh, i have not played disc golf before um but i would um there's actually a a and i don't know if it's Disc golf or frisbee golf, but disc golf. I, disc golf. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Don't uh, don't come on now. No, no, no frisbee golf. Frisbee golf. That's offensive to the the disc golf. When players. adults play, it's disc golf. Yeah, the okay. DGs. Yeah, they, come on. <laughs> uh, but I would play. There's a a disc golf course uh, near my uh, near my home. Actually, are you inviting me? 
feel like it's an invite. I mean, do you need to buy your own discs? or You don't need to, but no. there are specialized backpacks with uh, the discs. Yeah, for putters. and Yeah, it's insane. Okay. Yeah. I feel like it's a, a sport that you don't want to play with like a, um, a promotional disc that you would have oh, got from this, right? You, no. you want a specific disc for yeah. this. Yeah. Um, I've Fido's tried, flight. Yeah. yeah. My wife and I have played it once on a, on, there's a, a disc course, a disc golf course by my in-laws. Um, so on a walk, we took a disc and went out and had no idea the rules or what we were doing. Uh, but uh, you know, it sounded fun. And mostly because there was a couple of beers in our hands. Um, yeah, no, I would definitely do it again. Nice. Yeah, I, I've played a couple of different courses. Uh, the one that you're talking about, I've, I've done that as well. And before this was actually ever a thing, uh, my buddy Matt and I um, made up our own disc golf before it was ever a thing. We would, really? Yeah, we'd go out to like, um, there's a big soccer field, and we would say, okay, well, we've got to throw the disc, like Frisbee, three, four times before it gets into like the, the uh, quarter circle of a corner kick on the soccer oh, yeah. field. Oh, yeah. So we'd start in different areas, and we that's what we did. And we did that with that. We did it with tennis rackets and balls and trying to hit them. And, yeah, we made up our own kind of golf variations. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, uh, Henrik uh, has never played with the proper discs, uh, but there is a course close to him that uh, he thinks it would be fun to try. I think three of the four yeah. of us going to go to Stratford yeah. and play some disc golf. I'm going to St. Thomas, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the parking lot of it has been under construction for like two years, but you can still play. Yeah, you so. make it work. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one is eSports. Uh, so there's some you know really serious video game players out there that are that are doing the, uh, the video game sports. Um, I mean, I've played video game sports on my PS3 mm-hmm. uh, and, <laughs> yes, and you PS2, have. Yeah. Uh, but never to any sort of you know high level or anything. So I, I mean, this is this one is kind of like you know, there's your regular play video game sports, but then there's like these guys who are amazing at it, which you know, no offense to you guys, but probably none of us would ever get to that level. Well, it's funny you say that. I, th- I think <laughs> it's mostly because all of us leave our basements. Yeah, <laughs> not often. <laughs> in your in your defense, yes, I will say that I have won my fair share of Rocket League tournaments. Okay, um, so I do know again, that. just again, it's tiered into like different like skill level. Yeah, um, but I I, I mean, I've dabbled in uh, some Rocket League tournaments from time to time and came up with some dubs. Not a big deal. I mean, uh, for myself, I play a little bit of uh, online. I'm going to be the show when I can. Uh, I do play some PGA online. I'm actually quite good at that. Oh, Probably really? better at that than real golf. He's got to say and that. I'm pretty good at real golf. He's got to uh, say that because I've played him in the show and I've beat him is. every time. Yes. <laughs> uh, except for that one time. Except for, I per- one. except for that one time I perfect gamed you. you anyway. Uh, you did one time. Yeah, I did one time. I'm going to ride that for the rest of eternity. Um, I was Kansas City Royals. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hey, they made some good signings. Uh, besides the point... Um, yeah, I mean, I think it'd be people can make a lot of good money off that. I know. By all means, it's pretty crazy. I think if I was going to participate in like a esports tournament, for example, it'd be more like just your old classic Mario Kart on N sixty four on like a five hundred inch projection screen, mm-hmm. and see what you could do. Um, but for me, yeah, I play it, but it's not like it's a competitive thing for me. It's just something to diddle my hands for a little bit. <laughs> Maybe not the correct wording there, but uh, so eloquent again. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, so gr- you're on it this episode. Yes. Uh, so Henrik is saying uh, kind of same as you guys plays MLB the Show, Chell uh, for for all the kids out there, and Madden uh, very infrequently. And while Sager's still laughing over there, 
Um, the only um, quirk I have with NHL is that I think it's been like the same game for like yeah, 10 years. It, it hasn't doesn't really, change much. It hasn't really shot up, or at least the other games like Madden, MLB The Show, NBA 2K, they've at least kind of gotten better. Yeah. Hit us with the last one, Chris. Uh, so the last one, uh, which is not really a new sport. Uh, in fact, it's not a new sport at all, but it's growing quite quickly in Canada, apparently, is cricket. Uh, I was kind of looking up these, hey, what are the fastest growing sports? And mm -hmm. everyone was saying cricket is the number one or number two growing sport in Canada. Um, so I have never played cricket. Um, actually, there's a cricket field right near where I grew up, and it's always been there as long as I can remember. But never gone there, never played it. Did you... Um, did so you never saw anybody playing on it? No, I saw people playing, but yeah, I would never like never yeah, never kind of even thought about it. Um I've watched cricket on TV, uh, and they're like it's kinda like European soccer. The fans are nuts, nuts. about it. Um and All I would seven days the game is played. <laughs> well, well in the leagues they have like a condensed yes, version, but yes, when you get to like the national games, yeah, yeah, they can go on forever. Um but I would try it. Sure. I'm I've not really played baseball, so I don't know whether I could uh, get a bat to the ball. I'd probably get wicketed every time, but uh, I would try it. Uh, for myself, it kind of actually ties in the last one uh, in terms of my cricket knowledge. Uh, I bought Cricket 06 <laughs> on my PlayStation 2 for like five bucks Just at EB Games. Something to diddle with your fingers, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> and going into it, I'm like, okay, like I didn't had, I had no idea about cricket, but I knew it was a sport, obviously. And I was like, I'm playing it, like, I know nothing. And here we are, probably you know, fifteen years later. I still know not a dang thing about cricket. Really? Um, okay. It looks fun, but again, at the same time, I enjoy playing a baseball game for like an hour and a half, two hours, and that being done. Not playing a baseball game for seven days. You just don't have the attention span. I yes, that's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know how the scoring works. All I know is I saw a video on TikTok, and the one guy uh, batted into the announcer's guy's car, and it was a whole thing. That's <laughs> that's pretty much all I know for the last. A little bit of cricket, but I'd try it for sure. Fair enough. Yeah, I've actually tried uh, cricket one and a half times. Okay. One uh, half. Yeah, the half was actually in Windsor when we were in university, Chris. Yeah. And uh, individuals were playing it indoors, just like they're just bowling it and and hitting it. Okay. And so I took a couple whacks at that. And I was like, all right, this shouldn't be too too difficult. The issue is because you're playing in three sixty. So yeah. it's just, it's, it's trying to no figure foul territory, trying to figure the angles and then trying to get like fives, right? Like yeah. you can't really judge that inside of, of a gym. So that, that's difficult. The other time that I actually played, it was outdoors and it was at uh, lower Queens park in Stratford. Um, there was individuals that were uh, playing there. And so I, I kind of was like, Hey, do you mind? I jumped in on that. Yeah. Um, it was only for like, I don't know, a half an hour or so, but it was still to kind of get the, the rhythm of the game and, and figure that out. Um, I'm also, I don't know, interesting, I suppose, the fact that like I'll watch different things on TV, like different sports. Yeah. Cricket, Australian, like football league, stuff like that. Like just uh, different kinds of darts. Darts. I'll watch the oh, PDC. Yeah. yeah. Professional Dart Championship or, or Corporation. Not a big deal. Uh, but yeah, that's um, those things. Like just, it's nice to kind of expand your knowledge beyond it because you never know. Cricket comes to Canada and. Good to know the information. There you go. The thing with cricket, like versus baseball, for example, like in baseball, the spin on the ball happens in the air, whereas yeah. cricket, it's like once it hits the ground, that's when the it's, the spin happens. It's kind of like bouncing a, an Indian rubber ball in lacrosse. 
is you can yeah. bounce it once. It's a second bounce sometimes because it's sp- sped up a lot. Yeah. That it'll take like a lower line drive kind of effect. It's it's really yeah. kind of cool. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and so Henrik never played, uh, but you know he plays a little baseball, dabbles a little bit. Yeah, dabbles. Uh, so so he think he would try it. Um, but yeah. Cool. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Fastest growing sports. Yeah. There okay. you go. Okay. Um, I don't know. That's those are the four I could come up with. I'm sure there's more, but uh, that's it. So uh, why don't we uh, say our goodbyes? All right, that's all for today's episode. Thank you again for listening. Keep on listening. Every other Thursday, as the craft beer connoisseurs release a new episode, and on our off Thursdays for a producer special. And make sure to tell your friends, family, and your favorite cricket player. I knew you were going to yeah, say that. <laughs> it was a given. So from all of us and producer Henrik, I'm Tyler. I'm Chris. And I'm Brett. And together, we are the Craft Beer Connoisseurs.